How long has it been since Kamtal? I am sorry, I don't know what you mean. It's 1996, though, if that helps. I do not understand that number. So the great battle is lost to history. My sacrifice is forgotten. That I should live to see this day. Tell me about the battle. I told the pain to all of this already. Then tell me too. You wouldn't understand. What do you know of immortality? The burden of power? The responsibility of leadership? What do you know of guilt? Of loss? Of pain so deep that nothing but oblivion can wash it away? What do you know of war? Tell me. Make me understand. Start at the beginning. Good night, Vessel. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, <laughs> the podcast where each every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Amen. That's right. And we are talking about Big Finish Audio Series, Biggie in the House. Biggie Smalls. That's right. The Pain Eaters, that mm. classic Hall & Oates song. Oh, is that really a Hall & Oates? That's a Man Eater. <laughs> oh. oh, here uh. she comes. That's right. Yes. Watch out, girl. Boy. Cheer, Boy. Cheer you up. Philadelphia Band. Temple University alum. Boo. Okay. Wow. Go Owls, man. That's right. Kyle's wearing a Temple University shirt right now, not to, you know, give too much away. Yeah. My boss told a story the other day. He always tells people, and he's making a reference to a joke that was popular, like, in the 70s. Mm. Not even popular. Just somebody made it around him once. <laughs> so he'd say, like, he's like, where do you go to school? And he's like, oh, I went to Temple O. And it, we're like, Huh? Like, explain that. And he's like, well, when I went to Temple, it didn't have as nice of a reputation as it did now. So I showed up to several of my first jobs. And I'd be like, oh, where'd you go to school? You went to school to Penn? And he's like, no. Oh, did you, like, come back down from Harvard or something? He's like, no. He's like, where'd you go to go to school? He's like, uh, Temple. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was the response to uh, wow. hearing you went to Temple. Oh. <laughs> like all jo- good jokes, after hearing the explanation... I find it funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, huh. Temple's a good school. It is. Go else. Also a good place to go for synagogue. Also true. At my first job at Wawa, <laughs> I would be showing up. I, this is relevant. I'd be showing up. And I was like, I'd be coming back from classes. So I, I was like, oh, yeah, I just got back. I was up at Temple and blah, blah, blah. And they were just like, oh, I just thought you were really re- religious. <laughs> like, I thought you were Jewish and very pious. And would always go to Temple, like, every day. I would, I would always be coming from Temple. Wow. Well, and I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> You're my manager. <laughs> you know this little about me. So, guys, before we hop into this episode, we got to play the Highlander catalog game. Hello. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Baby, baby. All right. So the rules of the game are simple. I read a uh, description from the Highlander catalog. Kyle and Eamon are going to try to guess uh, the actual price of that item at the time. Whoever gets it closer within 20% of the actual retail price gets to give their opinion first. And I believe, let's say, gets a point to start the uh, the game round. Sure. Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. All let's right. Let's get this party started. <laughs> okay, guys. So today we are going to be reading out of the 100th episode Highlander catalog. The Enduring Saga continues, it says on the cover. We're going to be talking about the Deluxe Multi-Use Backpack. Ooh. Yeah, right? These unique backpack can be carried as a... Wait a minute. Yep. Is that what it says? This, oh, I'm sorry. This unique. Okay. Backpack. Not these unique backpack. <laughs> Although backpack is capitalized, I guess so. You know, I don't know. Huh. These unique backpack. <laughs> yep. Uh, backpack, this, this unique backpack. backpack can be carried as a shoulder bag, oh. backpack. Wait a minute. Or with carrying handles. There's plenty of pockets for katana pens and letter openers, floppy disks, CDs, Highlander books, and a clasp for your watcher key fob. How many <laughs> floppy disks can this hold? <laughs> I wish I knew. You know how heavy that would be? Imagine this thing fucking full of floppy disks. <laughs> <laughs> Superbly constructed of heavyweight stain and water resistant nylon. This is the finest all-purpose backpack in the market today. 
Highlander sword logo is embroidered on the outside. Measures 17 high by 12 wide by 6 inches. Expandable. It comes in black. I will show you a picture of it. Wow. A multi-use backpack, as all backpacks <laughs> are. Yeah, like, just described a bunch of features that all backpacks have. It's a bag. <laughs> Bags can be used for whatever the fuck you want. I, I take special umbrage oh. with them explaining that you can just wear it with one, one strap, strap right? as a feature. You can do that with any backpack. Any backpack. Sorry. Like, yep. They were like to the... To the <laughs> Backpack makers, could you make it so people could wear this with one strap if they don't want to put both straps on? Like a nerd. (laughs) And they're like, sure, yeah, we'll uh, we'll do that. God damn it. So there we go. Highlander Deluxe Multi-Use Backpack. Wow. Good shit. Good shit. How much do we think it costs? Kyle, why don't you guess first? Sure. I'm going to guess that this bad boy is $29.99. $29.99. Amen. I'm going to guess $39.99. Ooh, $39.99. Amen. Yes, sir. You come in by the fucking wire, $49.95. Wow. You were three cents from being kicked off. $39.96 would be the uh, the lowest I could accept. Wow. wow. You did it. You did it. I did it. So this how is... much would this backpack cost today? This is going to fucking blow your mind. $100. It's $77 wow. a... for a backpack. It's a pricey backpack. This backpack, like, for well, this, like is, nice... this is multi-use. I know. Yeah. My, like, nice hiking backpack with, like, that came with, like, a... I don't know, one of those camel sure. things with that, whatever they're called, camelback thing. Yeah. Was less than that. Yeah. You can like go to L.O. Bean and buy like a very nice, like you said, like a hiking bag. I don't know. Wow. What does the second L in L.L. Bean stand for? Uh, ladies love. Ooh. Ladies, <laughs> ladies love, love beans. Bean. <laughs> they love getting that bean flicked. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, that was an L.L. Cool J joke for the people at home. <laughs> All right. The paint eater. Big Finish, Season 2, Episode 3. Here we go. Uh, I won't get into all the details again. It was released in 2011. Same director as last time. Same writer as last time. All the people, the actors are all the same. Uh, although, oh, there's a, a woman in this episode. How Finally. about that? How Finally. About, how about that? This testosterone. Testosterone-laden uh, story. Uh, however, the episode description reads, it's the same thing as the, oh, God, you're right, Kyle, about the structure of these fucking things. A cell in an asylum. There it is. Stone walls. Distant screams. A man who does not belong here is strapped to a trolley. What? In a moment, he will understand the truth of his predicament. But first, he must remember the man he used to be. The man he killed. Also, he's not supposed to be there. Yeah, he is. He's fucking crazy. Yeah. Also, not here? Why isn't it there? Oh, like the, the narrator is writing the description... As though from from the asylum. (laughs) It's coming from inside the room. Ooh, scream. Get the money. Musical guests. Melt. (laughs) Musical guests. Melt. Mother Earth. Love. True. God damn it. The pain eaters. All right, we get some like tube and throat singing or something. (laughs) Dude's meeting the pain eater. Uh, it sounds like the dude from the last episode. Don't know if that's significant. <laughs> I've been waiting to see you for a long time. You're him, aren't you? And he says, I can vouchsafe that I am me. <laughs> <laughs> Very philosophical. But who would you have me be? Ah. Well, this guy's like a regular fucking Yoda. <laughs> you take away the pain. That's what I've heard. Is it true? Can you make it end? Mm. So he wants some pain taken away from him. Got to eat it up. Eaten. Gobble, gobble, Eaten, gobble. I dare say. He wants his pain eaten out. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. The more I can bear. Make it stop, please. <laughs> but there are tests to endorse rituals before he's allowed to get the pain eaten out from him. <laughs> right? Yeah, yep, sure. this is all accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Can we just keep using that phrase because it's very funny. Yeah, right? so, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, they're they're in this asylum. Uh, we'll later find it. This is the Romanian asylum that we find Caspian in yep. uh, at the beginning of uh, the Four Horsemen story in the show. Hello, Kaspari. My name is Elena Meczkautska. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is that name? <laughs> Your regular doctor told you I would be visiting you. Blah, 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 blah. And she gives him different medicine. Ooh, different medicine. I give you an extra dose because they may not have worked as thoroughly as I would have liked. And Cassian's like, what do you want, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Saying yes. (laughs) Not good. So he's got this new doctor who's like dosing him up extra. But luckily she has a hypnosis machine with her. What the fuck is this? And she calls him Caspari. Did anyone think Caspian talks like the architect from The Matrix? 
Oh, shit. I did. What? Yeah. Interesting. Vis-a-vis. No? I don't remember. I just don't remember the way the architect from The Matrix speaks well enough. Colonel Sanders. So she turns on this projector, and she's like, look in the lights, and she's like hypnotizing him or whatever. So they think he has multiple personality disorder. Caspian's the one that's the killer. That's the personality that's right. evil. But she thinks there are more personalities buried inside. She wants to find like the true personality yeah. or whatever. Which is, this is exactly like the last thing we just listened to. <laughs> yeah, it is. How are you feeling today? Undo this strap and I'll show you. This guy has a problem with women, it seems. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Hmm. And she's like, oh, can you can you have me speak to somebody else? <laughs> He's like, say when I'm talking to Keith. I'm like, oh, no, I'm done with this guy. Can you bring me someone else? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Will it make you shut up? Oh, my God. So then he goes into this spiel about, like, who am I really? I have many names. Right. The name I was born with, the name I was adopted, the one bestowed upon me, the title I earned, which I shall give you. I am Caspian. I'm the man Caspian once was, not the monster he became. Are you from the pain eater? Have I done penance enough? So he's in an asylum now in Romania, and he doesn't know how long he's been there. Long ass time. Yeah. But she does, in fact, manage to connect with Caspian of Comtal. Right. Which I thought he said, come town. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that podcast? S-Town? No, there's a podcast called Come Town. I'm sorry, what's that about? I have no idea. Oh, boy. I have no idea. Wow, huh? C-U-M Town. Oh, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. He's talking about, so the great battle is lost to history? And so, yeah, we get a hint of that again. Like, we we don't know what that is yet. Nah, this story's going to tell us, I guess. I guess. (laughs) And then another, like, who is this for kind of moment, because Caspian explains, like, the rules of immortality to this doctor? Which, why? Why is he unburdening himself with this information? Right. So he's like, I'll tell you. She's like, okay, let me know. I already told the pain eater everything. She's like, well, yeah, just tell me. Right. She's like, help me understand. He talks about, like, he's super old. Like, he was part of a nomadic tribe. Uh, Like, no one had even concocted an army before, he talks about, until Carniel. Right. Do we want to get his explanation of Carniel? Because this elucidates from the last episode the references to this person, Carniel, again. To raise an army, you need something to fight for, a city to defend, a country to invade. You must understand that this was a world without countries, cities, or even towns. There were only small settlements of nomadic tribes. Raiding parties were as bad as it ever got. No one had even conceived such a thing as an army. Until Carniel. I suppose he was a visionary of sorts ahead of his time. A man who saw the shape of things to come. When I first heard his name, I had no idea that our destinies would be linked so closely. I was an ordinary man. I grew up in a valley tribe. We hunted auroch and deer. An auroch is a type of kettle. Ah, a kettle. 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 for tea. Yeah, yeah, it's a tea. They hunted kettles that they would pour tea with. Wonderful. So checks out. Well, I guess you can use the like the their horns as like a yeah, all that horn teapot. out, baby. That's right. Like we said, these stories are crazy. <laughs> How's he die? He was trampled to a pulp. Like yeah, this is gross. From a an horseman. Yes. Yeah. And they left him behind because they're just all. Wacky. They were like in a rush. He was like, if they were slower about this, they would have realized I was immortal, I guess, and killed me. Right. But he like lucked out that they were just like speeding through. Right. I don't so know. I don't know how that works either. But but they got they they roll through, and I guess these are Carniel's goons who are also immortal. It would seem right. Right. It's like an immortal army. So nobody like got. Well, I guess he doesn't have a quickening yet. You know, I got the pre-buzz or whatever yeah, it is. The pre-buzz. Yeah. The pre-buzz. Rance pre-buzz. <laughs> well, haven't thought about that guy in a while. <laughs> that was very good. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that guy. <laughs> so he wakes up and he's like, "What? I must have been lucky. Right. I mean, I have no injuries, even though I know I was just trampled by a gang of horses. Gang, gang of horses. Of horses. <laughs> Uh, so he heads back to his tribe, and like everybody's fucking dead, right? Yes. Yeah. And this is where he finds the short, stubby sword for the first time. Right. So like, it is interesting that like he does talk about like not ever seeing a weapon. Like he also did not really kind of understand how he survived. So I think doesn't he mention that like he even like removes a sword from someone in his tribe and like 
oh, maybe they're going to come back like like yeah. I did. Like yeah. uh, he and doesn't like, kind oh, of whoops. understand these like the lessons of life and death yet. Yeah. Uh, so he's quite innocent. So he's going to find Carniel and get revenge upon him. Carniel, this guy has 200 immortals under his command. That's a lot. That is a lot. Like a whole lot. And Carniel is so old, he doesn't even know what language is. Or he knows what it is, but he's uncomfortable speaking it. Yeah, he's like basically a Neanderthal. Yeah. <laughs> seemingly. Also, Carniel sounds like a Kryptonian name. <laughs> yes, it truly does. Yeah, did anyone try to look up Carniel? I did not. I did, and it said, did you mean Cardinal? And there was just pictures of birds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was trying to think, like, is this based on anything? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I was very curious, like, what is the significance of this character? Carnier. I don't know. Because it seems like a big deal, like, in the mythology of what they're doing here. Like, yeah. this, is a, this is a significant figure. I don't know. Carvel ice cream <laughs> cakes. Yeah. Carvel. He uh, brought to us cookie puss. Yeah. <laughs> is it just Richard Carvel? The raging Cajun? <laughs> That's right. He eventually stops Carniel. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. And then we're at the church where we were at the beginning. And he's like, hey, what do you know about me? Asks the pain eater. So immortals go to this pain eater when they have burdens too heavy to bear. And he relieves them of their pain. Right. And makes them... Whole again. And he reveals that he is suffering from the pain of having, like, Carnial inside him. Inside him, right. And so, interestingly, the pain eater even suggests, like, well, this is, like, dark quickening adjacent, right? And he's Uh, like, nah, dog, this ain't no dark quickening. (laughs) Right. Uh, But he's like, you could kill the, you know, a thousand good immortals and you would be cured. But, like, again, we see, like, Caspian's a good guy, and he's like, that would be wrong to do. And so, like, spoiler alert, of everyone... Why is that suggested? That's insane. Yeah. Do you think it's a legitimate suggestion, or do you think he's just, like... Like, what, testing him? Like, saying, like, well, what are, what, what's your character like? Oh. I, that's how I read it. Like, well, oh, you could just do that. And he's like, no, that would be bad. Like, again, of all the uh, the horsemen, Caspian is, like, legit a good guy. Not just not a good get, guy, a great guy. Like, to get not to get too far ahead of this, but it, this presents it as though... Caspian like saved the world. Like Carniel's an unstoppable killing machine, and Caspian raises the counterforce to like stop him. So like he is a good dude. And he's like, Yeah, I don't want to kill that many people, but can you help me? The painter's like, Yeah, I can help you. Call me in the morning. Or my monks <laughs> right. will help you out tomorrow. Let's get you some rest. And then we're gonna take care of you, buddy. There's a comment ma- made here by the painter that he says like his like followers of monks could rip Caspian's head off with their bare hands if they wanted to. He's yeah. like, What? He's cool, like, Yeah, cool. things go sour. Don't worry, they will rip your fucking head, head off. off. It's like cool what? normal what? thing what? to say. So yeah. Violent. Yeah, like who is this? Like I, as soon as this guy says that wouldn't you be like ah maybe you're yeah. the you're not for me you know what uh <laughs> i'm also, actually gonna hang on <laughs> hang on hang on we moved too quickly past your comment keith about is he testing him oh i'm sorry no 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 it, this did not occur to me when you said it spoiler alert the pain eater is fucking diligent <laughs> yes yeah. and this is again more revenge stuff so it's not a test of his character because he wants to fucking torture him. Right. I guess so. Why? I mean, Dillish is such a piece of shit. Also, Caspian he has this whole crazy like <laughs> church thing. Yeah. Well, yes. Head ripping monks. <laughs> but then we have Carniel's like, you think you can be free of me, horseman? I will be with you always. <laughs> oh, I like that laugh. <laughs> yeah, it comes out that way because he's uncomfortable with the spoken word. <laughs> so uh, he wakes up the next morning. He couldn't sleep. All I could hear was Carniel. And then he's like, you know, it just made me want to kill everyone here. (laughs) (laughs) Just just cash. Yeah, another cool, normal thing to say. It was almost too strong to resist. And if you waited an hour longer, I may have treated them differently. Here's my biggest fucking problem with this. They're on holy ground. Oh, is this holy ground? It's described like a monastery, isn't it? There are monks there, right? Isn't this a monastery? I guess, but they're like monks of Dilijan, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it just doesn't count as a real religion. Like, if you run a cult, is that a holy ground? Yeah, could you take someone's head in, like, a Dianetics facility? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if they can bless a fucking, like, underground torture lab. That's right. Then sure, this definitely counts. This would definitely count. (sighs) So I'm like, all diligent has to do is pee on it somewhere, and it becomes holy. Right. So I'm just like, doesn't this render this whole thing, like, impossible? Yeah, that's a really great point. I mean, unless, of course, you want to summon a, the storm of the century over the, Paris. That's true. And resurrect the Kurgan. El Nino. 
Yeah, and this is where he's like, you're lucky you didn't because my monks could fucking kill you. Uh, so he takes into a chamber with no windows in the heart of the monastery with incense and shit. And there's this other immortal, Piach. Piach. I don't know how they fucking say his name. And I swear <laughs> he pronounces it differently that every sounds time. sounds about right. A faithful acolyte. So the monks won't let him out. If they die, the monks w- will seal the entryway and Caspian will be sealed in the room forever. Forever. Also, they say the word acolyte like a million yeah. <laughs> times in this story. Yeah, uh, and and my my ministry. 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 Yeah. So he's like, hey, you ever notice how the quick thing's like lightning? And he's clinking around. And he's talking about how he invented like the lightning rod. <laughs> yeah, like, well, th- does he say that? Have you noticed like on monasteries they build these copper? T- like, is that where he gets the idea for it? Oh, maybe that's what it maybe. is. Yeah. Although I was wondering, like, <sighs> well, no, he's like these monasteries always burn down, but not this one because we get a oh. Uh, Huh. Or maybe not. Yeah, he's seen them get burned with lightning after they struck them, but the Singhalese temple never burns. Oh, okay. So he did get it from a, from another temple. Interesting. Yeah. But also weird because, like, what's the timeline on this? Does this take place after those Caspian? Like, when does he fucking turn Caspian or well, uh, this is Silas af- into a Goldar? I don't know. Like, at some point, he realizes gold is better than copper. That's my only. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> That's my only saying. point. For specifically quickening goo. Yeah. I love gold. Uh, so, <laughs> but like, this is after the ship crashed, right? Yes. Yes. I because hate, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is after the ship crashed because he is lured onto the ship because Kine told him he knew where the pain eater was. And right. here he is with the pain eater. Right. So. And so he's like, well, if lightning can be controlled, maybe a quickening can. He's like, so what are you going to put a copper needle in my heart? And he's like, no, into my brain. <laughs> Into your brain, I mean. Yeah. And then Caspian's like, shit, I know who you are, you motherfucker. Like <laughs> <laughs> you. And P. So they stab him. Stabs him. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you know, it's easier if you're dead. You'll be born a new man. I won't let you. <laughs> I won't let you. This reminded me of uh, Trump saying, I want nothing. I want nothing. <laughs> Get out of my head. You can't make me do it. Blah, 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 blah. He wakes up. There are bird sounds. I thought they were in a room in the heart of the monastery with no windows. Yeah. Or I is this my, at a different place? I don't know. In my notes, it says we're in a Richard Attenborough documentary. Like, yeah. it is so, like we're in the middle of a <laughs> fucking jungle all of a yeah. sudden. This is insane. But he starts the experiment, and it's gross. So there's all this like crunching sounds like as he drills into his fucking head. Yeah, they, they, they do this. So, we get this sound effects so many times or some version of it and it's just disgusting every single time it's like who wants to hear crunching wet sound why don't they just buzz the drill sound go so you know they're gonna drill and then cut like it's like oh a little teaser you don't have to fucking like show everything oh no and he does mention some he had mortal patients some of them died and some didn't ah all right um so he restrains caspian again and caspian wakes up again and there are more bird sounds i don't understand this (laughs) i don't know how are there bird sounds i don't know and he talks about the trepanation. It will help release the evil spirit. At the bottom of the screw, I have a sharp metal plate that will dig into his skull. Pain will pass and his troubles will be over. And then there's gooey sounds as he puts the drill into Caspian's head, mm. which is gross. Yes. Wow. So we get some Carniel news. Yeah, we kind of cut back to the present and he starts explaining more about the Carniel thing. So Caspian met this immortal named Bram. Bram Stokers. That's right. Carniel. <laughs> Come tall. So they set out to find Carniel together and made the right. determination, like, we need our own army to fight him. So they raised one, especially with refugees mm. from Carniel's carnage. And they dyed themselves blue to differentiate themselves from Carniel's army. Right. What is... we, in this moment, I was like, oh, is this where the blue face paint comes from? But also in Cronus's story, he mentions, like, I marked my fi- face. Like, we had yeah. these face markings, and it's like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like they had the same idea twice <laughs> right. and decided to use and it they, both times. Like, by accident, left them in or something. Also, isn't Mythos the only one with blue face paint? Uh, Am I remembering I remember that, now. Right? Yeah, because some have black face paint, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Who cares? Who knows? <laughs> so he says, all would die that day, but we would die in the light. So that's where kind is referencing he that. He told the troops that they would die that way. Right. They died in the mud. Yeah. yeah. Also, there, there are only 20 immortals deep. The rest are all mortals. Right. So. Right. Caspian takes 15 heads in an hour that yes. day, but he's never fought before, and Bram taught him everything. Yeah, that's insane. So that's a fast fucking learner. He's good. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. this army has been doing this for quite some time. 
Yeah. Yes. So whatever. And him fighting like this made him feel alive for the first time ever. Interesting. Yeah. With the helps of his troops, he is able to like catch Carniel and he beheads him. Right. They form yeah. like this like circle around them so they can fight. It's like an old jerk off on him. Yeah. They, <laughs> they do a circle jerk <laughs> onto Carniel on a cookie that <laughs> Carniel has to eat. <laughs> <laughs> So Caspian gets this quickening and goes batshit insane and just kills everyone he can reach and then flees. Yeah, this is crazy. Also, by the way, Caspian is about to die, right? Or no, I'm sorry, Bram fights first. Yeah, Bram fights first and dies. And then like they're like, oh, we got to get him. And then everybody like stabs Carniel at once or whatever. Like, Why did they do that first? Exactly. Why did they just do that? <laughs> like, I don't understand why there was some sort of like noble honor things here yeah. that they were playing by. Noble honor. If they weren't going to, like, honor it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Caspian flees, and now everybody in Caspian's army is trying to kill him. Right. Trying to kill him. And everyone in Carnell's army is also trying to yes. kill him. And he comes across a doctor at random in his fleeing who's like, I'll free you from Carnell. Who we find out is diligent. Is diligent. And who was there? Like, how did he? I don't know. Was he just hanging out nearby? Nearby and didn't actually... Because he says he fought there with him, right? At some point? Oh, yeah. That's I revealed. So. Right. But then, like, Caspian He, like, flees. doubles back. Yeah. Caspian yeah. flees and Carniel doubles back. Whatever that means. Whatever. Yeah, don't know. So he's like, what do you remember of the first procedure, Caspian? Yeah, so Caspian says he, like, remembers some feeling of loss as he, like, lost some quickening juice from his brain or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, like... Dilijan or the pain eater says like oh things are better now like I have a diamond tipped <laughs> yeah drill oh good yeah but then he's like we have to see what happened though because it's possible I could have taken everything out of your head but, but the evil right and the vessel that they used I guess to take Cassian's quickening is like nuts now and it's revealed that quickening energy cannot be destroyed merely channeled or moved somewhere else and he put it into that piach guy. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, so he's like the bottle that holds the genie, as right. he says. And Caspian's like, hey, I feel great. <laughs> like, I don't have Carniel in my head anymore. Right. And they bring up that point again, like, oh, well, what's your true nature or whatever. Yeah. But here we know. So right. This is the thing that kills me in this. They keep asking these questions, like, who is the real you? Like, what is the real Caspian? Who's the real Silas? We met them. We met those characters, and then something happens. They interact with Diligen, and then they are evil. Right. You know the initial Silas. He's gentle. He doesn't know how to fight. Children adore him. <laughs> and then because of like whatever happened with Gelato and then Diligen losing his drill inside his brain... He becomes this evil killing machine. Right. And then we're about to get the same thing with Caspian. Like, Caspian's this noble hero who saves the earth. Yep. Then he gets, like, this quickening from Carniel, and it fucks with him. And then it gets even worse based on the interaction we're about to have with Diligent. It's like, we know the source of the evil. <laughs> like, Right. And so, yeah, Diligent never performed trepanation on an immortal, so tries it first with Caspian. And he takes... Releasing Parniel's yeah. evil. Right. And Diligent just gets all the good stuff. Right. So, like, that's the other crazy thing is like Caspian was literally so good of a person that when Diligent gets like a taste of it, he's like, I need to start a ministry, like the anti four horsemen, basically, that just goes around helping people. I don't know. Right. Like, of all these fucking characters, like, this is so crazy that Caspian is like the hero. Yeah. It seems like Caspian has done more heroic shit than like Connor McLeod did. By saving the planet from the Kurgan. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, this is crazy how different this is. Yes. But then, but then, but then, but then, <laughs> hang on. So Diligen, at this point, he was already an okay person. He receives the Caspian goodness. So now he's like this noble hero. But then he just becomes super evil. How did yeah. that happen? Yeah, like, how's it, ha like, what is his switch? Just that he's mad at the horsemen? I guess the the belly thing, <laughs> the axes in the bellies. Uh, this this is, see what might he's an evil doctor, a doctor <laughs> evil, if you will, <laughs> who loves gold. That's right, yeah. gold dicks. Uh, so if this show, if this series, like they keep asking this like kind of philosophical question, like what is the real person? I wish it maybe came out. It, it would make some of this at least more bearable because we're like, wait a minute, like how did he take all that goodness, but now is bad? Like if they maybe just came out and said. You know, it doesn't matter, like, what mojo juice you get. Like, the circumstances you're put in, you still always have a choice or something. Mm -hmm. uh, like, so even though I got your goodness, like, my circumstances in life led me down a path. I don't know. Like, that's, I guess, something 
to talk about. Yeah, it's just bizarre. And the whole thing is like this weird, it's like, oh, there are dark quickenings. What if there are stupid quickenings? <laughs> and like, other things like that. Like, it's just like... Stupid quickening. That's the premise of all this thing. Uh, it's like, what if Diligent gets a light quickening and then like... It's just like fan this is fiction. like fucking building a goddamn hero in like a Dungeons and Dragons. Give him a couple of these, and give starter a, of that. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you about my rogue's tragic past. Uh. To me, this one's like the height of like the fan fiction-y quality of this whole thing. Mm. Well, it's just, it gets so goofy. <laughs> uh, so he's like, hey, you cured me now. Uh, now I have to live my life of making amends for the bloodshed and misery I've caused. Still, it's like, all right, I'll untie you and we have much to discuss. And so he's at this monastery for two months, mm-hmm. and he's basically just slobbering all over Dillajan's dick. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, your hospitality is boundless. Your monks are entirely in your thrall. <laughs> and everything you require is given to you without question. And everyone you have offered protection to is treated like a God. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. What? Yeah. It doesn't seem that way. No, it's not. <laughs> I'll treat you like a god. Here, let me strap you down to this table and drill, drill a hole in your, your brain. head. Right. And so uh, then I guess Dillajan is like, yeah, like the, the final lesson is about like unity of mind and body. And it's like, okay, like interesting. But again, like I don't know how some of these these lessons like materialize in the themes of these episodes. No idea. Yeah, right? No, I have cool. no idea. I mean, it seems like that's almost fitting into some stuff. Why would you make t- waste two months on this revenge plot? Why would why would you waste waste three thousand years on any of this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's insane. <laughs> Diligent is like the most crazed <laughs> lunatic in all of Highlander. Yeah, and again, he is very much to blame for Caspian's evil. A hundred percent, because he took out all the counterbalancing goodness when he decided to play witch doctor on him. Like yep. he also has a monastery full of slaves that he performs like dark surgeries on. Yeah. Like, and he like mind controls them too. Yeah. Also by this point, this trepanation <laughs> stuff has just reaches the level and it will get even more so in the final episode of it's just straight magic. Yeah. It is just straight up like, it has mind control powers. He can do whatever he wants with it. His drill might as well be a magic wand. He's like a like a Doctor Mengele like esque yeah. character. But he's like, well, now we're gonna. I'm gonna bring in this new patient to like help teach this lesson. And he right. brings in Ashka. She's 400. She's tired of the game, and so she's like lost her will to live because I guess she's like lost her family as well, right? Or her husband or something mm. is dead. So he needs to unleash a more unusual treatment. Whatever that means. Also, isn't it just the, sh- the same treatment you just did on? <sighs> yeah. So they like go and visit her and she's like tied down already to this like table. They've shaved her head. She hasn't spoken. Like she's just like this husk of a person. And then we get crunching sounds again. I can only see a husk where a woman used to be. And then <laughs> this should have been a clue. Diligence like, you can't see the beauty of her perfect despair. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what the fuck is this? And Cassian's like, uh, no. And he's like, oh, I thought you of all people would understand. Anyway, this is the final (laughs) lesson. He's going to take her despair from her to cleanse her for her new life. And then he hands her a skull cap with the wires. He's not going to kill her first. At any point, do we think, when we first meet Dillajan, there's no revenge plots at that point, right? When we first meet him. Like, what's the first instance we meet him? It's before... It's. Chronologically, the first meeting of Dillajan would be when Caspian meets him after the Battle of Comtel. Right, I guess so. Okay. And he took the goodness from him then. So he got yes. some goodness. And then the second time we meet him is when he meets Silas, and he tried yes. it then, and he fucked up. Right. And then the third time we meet him is when he recruits Kronos. So up until this point... Yeah. I was going to say, up until this point, like, uh, Dillajan is not bad at and in any of those moments, right? Correct. So he's doing all good things. Like, do, are are we ever suspect of that? He, all his pain eating t- made him this way. I don't know. I also don't know. But we come to find out that he's not even really eating the pain. He's ge- like he creates oh, right. other. He then dumps it off. Yeah, on other so that's people. true. So then this isn't like a Coltec scenario. Right. Initially, I was like, oh, this is just Coltec because he suffers the first dark quickening, and then Mac counter eats it i don't know counter eats it but that's like when you're at the diner and you eat at the counter (laughs) you counter eat it because at first i was like oh that's is that what this is but it's seemingly no Mm -hmm. 
It's just a straight-up revenge plot. Because also, the first time he starts doing all this crazy shit is not that long after Kronos fucks with him. No, it isn't. Initially. But he says, well, yeah, I'm going to eat her pain. All I have to do is put these needles into the correct part of her brain. Nice. Like, how do you know what part that is? I hate this. Like, <laughs> yeah, because it's dumb. Like, how does he know what part to put the needles in? What's the correct part? It's just magic. Yeah. Yep. Oh, this is the part where that has the memories the, of the, the dead husband. The way, so. yeah, the way they make this seem so scientific is what's infuriating about it. Right. If they were just like through years of meditation or some bullshit, like I said, like, yeah, just make it, but just it's... make it like slightly magical. Fine. Right. But this is like they're like, oh, let me tell you an awful lot about this. I learned that gold is better for my years of research. It's like, fuck you. No, right. you didn't. Like, that's not the way this would work. And that, that's not the way even brains work. Like, we know now you can't just put a needle in someone's brain and like a very specific thing is like located in this, like, I don't know. Yeah, fuck off. It's obviously not gonna work that way, especially when you add in mat like your magic soul quickening power. And here's the other thing. Like they say, oh, she's a husk, like consumed with pain. Like she has no personality, she's a blank slate. Then he does the fucking trepanation thing and then he's like yep she's a blank slate like I'm like so she's a different kind of blank slate like <laughs> yeah. before, before she, she was a bad blank slate yeah and now she's a good a blank blank slate <laughs> yeah so it's like we have to teach her how to be a person again but isn't it beautiful i'm like no not really yeah you dick this sounds fucked up now we get like a flashback and caspian i guess recounts the diligence story a bit and he's like now he reveals oh i was at the battle right and Caspian's like, oh, okay. So now we find out that, like, Diligent got Caspian's calling. He wanted to bring compassion and knowledge to the world. There were five of them initially, I guess. Uh, he says the procedure only failed once. I'm assuming that was Silas. Right. Uh, and he's like, they brought irrigation and medicine to people. Uh, and then one day they met their new brother, which would be Kronos, who betrayed them. So I don't know. Yeah, we get this kind of recap. And then he, like, abandoned his ministry and built a quiet life for himself, like, retiring. So also, I guess this is when we find out that, like, Kronos destroyed well, I guess we find out again. I guess we did find out that before, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is dumb. And he's like, whoa, so you helped them by cutting them open and draining their quickening? And, he's and like, he says he's done that to 500 souls. That's an awful lot. And he's like, kind of like being like, see, um, so can you imagine the pain I'm going through? Like, I have all this sadness in me, blah, blah, blah. Sad. Oh, also, sorry for me. He says that, like, again, the quickening is kind of redefined. He's like, I crackle with, like, energy. For days. For days. Like, he's all like, zip, 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 zip. <laughs> What's that mean? I don't know. You see I'm eating with chopsticks? Pass me your knife. <laughs> right. The reason he eats with chopsticks is because he's, like, fucking electro. Yeah. Like, this then he will, like, so stupid. Like, zap, zap, zap. What I, the fuck? But does he not do that in the future when he has Silas captured and he's holding that A gun? gun? Or any of the... Like, come on. Like, why do they just... They make these stories too complicated. Ugh. So he admits here to Caspian that he's created the four horsemen. And he's, like, basically, like, and I know you're one of the four horsemen. Right. Why don't we play this clip? Too. We haven't played yeah, too many clips. Idea. Let's, let's sure. do this one. Yeah. Drop of blood you spilt is on my hands one by one one mistake at a time I created the four horsemen every drop of blood you spilt is on my hands and no amount of water can ever wash them clean how long have you known who you are since the day I saw you drive a sword into the belly of the woman I loved as your friends burned my village to the ground then who Kronos he was the one who betrayed me. Diligent. <laughs> You're diligent. <laughs> Cronus made us spend centuries hunting for you. And all the time you were hunting for me too. But as the pain eater... Then, Kine, you sent him. Indeed. I inadvertently created your depraved band of killers. It took me a long time to work out how to destroy it. It wasn't until you stopped moving and settled down that an opportunity presented itself. But why split us up? Why not kill us? For the same reason I'm not going to kill you now. I want you to suffer, Caspian. I want you to feel what I felt. True despair and misery. Insupportable loss. I gave you back your sanity, Caspian, so that you could truly comprehend what you'll lose when I take it away again. Careful, brother. Mind your step. You look a bit unsteady. <laughs> Anyone would think you'd eaten something that disagreed with you. <laughs> Fuck this loser. 
This is so dumb. And the worst part is they reveal here in this passage that he is self-aware about it. Like, this is his fault. Like, his meddling in this thing created these people. And then he's like, and now I will torture you for it. And it's like, what the fuck? I can't tell. Like, did the like dump yourself off a cliff, de- asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like just do the author did the author of this story think this was all justified? I can't tell how the story is like how we're supposed to relate to this. Are we supposed to and think comp- this is fucking crazy, man? This is not, and it's not compelling. It's just dumb. What is the point of any of this? It's so and it's also the same, and it's the same plot as the last one. Yes, yep. we've heard this already. Yeah. Yeah. like <laughs> a minute ago. Yeah, you are smart. I made you dumb, so now uh, I'm gonna make you smart again, so you appreciate how dumb it is to be dumb. And this is like, well, you were good, and then I and this dark quickening made you evil, so I'm gonna make you good again, so you appreciate how much it sucks to be evil. It's like. <sighs> Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up, brother. Time to die again. So he's asleep in the trepanation room, and he's going to give back Carney out. Mm -hmm. Then he brings Piach back in. And as Caspian's protesting all this, he kind of just starts sounding like Arnold Schwarzenegger at a certain point. He's like, no, take it away. Yeah, can we play this too? I have in my notes, we have to play this. So uh, let's go ahead. I I could use the wires, but these vessels of mine get all used up in the end. Piach is no more use to me. So, I thought I'd do it the old-fashioned way. Why are you doing this, Diligen? You know I'm not the same man who rode with Kronos. Not anymore. You saw to that. It's Carniel you want to punish, and he's gone. The monster you want to make suffer is trapped in that body there. And yet the man who killed my Eva looks so very much like you. I beg you. I beg you. Please don't do this. Let me make amends. Let me start again. I was never an evil man. I only wanted to keep people safe. Well, you failed, horseman. I saved the world at Kantal. And yet, if you're remembered for anything in the ages to come, it will be for the reign of terror you inflicted on the world when you rode with Kronos. That is your achievement. That is your, your legacy. Not a battle no one remembers anymore. And I'm going to ensure that your name lives forever as a byword for unthinking depravity and boundless evil. I'm going to give your darkness back to you, Caspian. <laughs> Please don't make me do this. Get to the chopper. It's ridiculous. This is so stupid. Because, like, he knows... He knows it wasn't him. Like, they even lay it all out right there. That makes it even more unforgivable how dumb this is. Also, like, why does putting Carniel back in his brain make him forget, like... Oh, right. This. Yeah. Uh, it's, not like it, it's not like the, the idiot quickening. Yeah. It's not like when Duncan yeah, had his dark quickening sense. that he forgot he was Duncan. He knew. Yeah, I don't get it. Fuck this noise. But then he's like, I'm going to take the goodness I left behind last time and hollow you out, leave you empty, and then I'll fill you up again with the bad stuff. And I'm like, how do you differentiate? He's just that good, apparently. He just has a label of, like, quickening labeled, like, bad. (laughs) Bad. Good. And then later, we'll find out there is a quickening label mind control. So, Uh, cool. Right? Maybe in another thousand years, I'll find you again. And there's, like, quickening sounds and squishing sounds. And, like, fucking Daft Punk electronic music noises. One more time. All right, so we're back in the present. Let me get this straight. You are an immortal. You led the prehistoric army and killed the monster who drove you insane. Mm-hmm. You met this pain eater guy. He screwed you up. Even- I hate how she talks. You <laughs> met this pain eater guy. She's just like reiterating him, making him sound like an idiot. And he is like famine. And he says, the only reason I'm famine is because all the other names were taken. And, I, and that doesn't he make still any sense. Eats things. He still <sighs> eats people. Why does he do that? Also, the... the, 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 the the TV series implies that the Bible is based on these clowns. Yeah, not the other not, way this around. This is the other way around, that they're like, oh, like, I had to pick a name, and so, like, famine's the one. Like, nope. Nope. Fuckers. There's no <laughs> four corners for you to choose from. No. The Book of Revelation is a long time off. Oh, and he was like, Caspian says he didn't want to be known as Heat Wave. Isn't that a Transformer? I was like, what are you, yes. like a fucking X-Men? <laughs> Pick your fucking character name. Ugh. He he actually was thinking about Dazzler, but <laughs> decided to Oh, imagine that. if he was Dazzler, Dazzler singing those fucking Melt songs. <laughs> yeah. Dazzler was indeed a pop star, mm. so there we go. So she's like, yeah, you're insane. And he's like, yep, I sure am. 
thought so. Like, no doctor would say to a patient, you're insane. Like, yeah. yeah. But is she really a doctor? Uh-oh. Well, she knows how to hypnotize people, so yeah, kind of. So he's like, I'm not the crazy version of myself, but he's still here. Also, he, like, calls out, like, your machine worked on me. Like, the person you've been talking to is the true Caspian. And I'm like, yeah. what science have you invented? <laughs> so, like, conjure up a personality that is... I don't know, 4,000 years old. I don't know. Yeah. These geniuses. So what she's trying to get at is why does he have a refrigerator full of people's body parts? Oh, boy. Here we go. Another twist coming your way. And he's like, what body parts? Heads. In what condition? Frozen, Elsa. Were their skulls intact? You know they weren't. So he's been practicing trepanation. Himself. To try to, like, reverse Diligence work. Wow. Mm. But again, this recontextualizes that element from the series again like everybody had clues to what they were right like there's war famine like you know what i mean like there there are these different things and caspian is famine and ate people and he ate rats and shit like yeah and so the idea was is that he had like frozen body parts because he's a cannibal like that's letting us know about his character this recontextualizes all of that and it's like oh no he was trying to save himself like because he's like this pitiful man now what the fuck i don't know she reveals that (laughs) she is interrogating him to find this out because of copyright infringement (laughs) yeah because like because like oh you're you're stealing our master's work yeah (laughs) what (laughs) It's really more of a patent situation, right? Yeah, patent Oswald. Yeah, exactly. So my notes here just say bagels and cream cheese. I'm not sure why. <laughs> my also my notes say that he sounds Jamaican when he's talking. <laughs> it's I don't know. Jamaican me crazy. That's right. You know it more than anybody, Amon. That's right. <laughs> this is so weird. Unless she's like, well, you're stupid anyway. <laughs> you couldn't even recreate the effects Diligent did two thousand years ago. Imagine what he's achieved with modern technology and unlimited resources which he has for reasons yeah so you are an acolyte of the pain eater i did not sense you are an immortal when you entered but that was probably because of the drugs so that's a new thing yeah. yep i don't know did we did we bother to ask if the uh the romania asylum he's built in is like constructed with weird fucking <laughs> uh <laughs> siberian architecture, architecture to yeah. block fuck off so this is Ashka. Ashka, baby. Yeah, that woman who he Ashkash hollowed out Bagashka. before. What? Yes, yep. the woman he hollowed out before, which sounds very sexual. He pain ate her out. Oh, this is why you have bagels and cream cheese written down. He's like asking her all these questions. He's like, how did you die? When did you take your first head? What did you have for breakfast, Elena? And she's like, in the war, a Nazi stormtrooper, bagels and cream cheese. <laughs> But she had bagels. Oh, she had more than one. She had bagel? more than one bagel That's for breakfast carbs, this morning. Right? Either yeah. these things were bagel bites, or Elena's packing in the carbs, baby. <laughs> Don't bagels have lots of calories? Yeah, it's Tons. bread, and it's like dense ass. But it's bread. like a loaf of bread condensed <laughs> into like <laughs> yeah. a bagel. Bagels and cream cheese. So her first head was a Nazi stormtrooper. These are memories Diligen has implanted in her head. Because he can do that too with his trepanation magic wand. So she takes out a sword, and he's like, wait a minute, before you killed me, he's like, maybe I'm not <laughs> Caspian. Maybe I'm really Carniel this whole time. Or maybe I'm just distracting you. Why, undo my leather straps, ha-ha! <laughs> so dumb! So he escapes and beats her to death, basically. Yeah. I mean, part of me does like, in some ways, that these stories are connected a bit to what we see in the TV show. Like, that in Cronus's story, we see him test the thing, like, and we have to assume, like, oh, it's at the submarine base. Like, that's kind of clever. Uh, and in this, like, is this scene supposed to lead to his escape? But they because, break but him out. Exactly. That's what I'm confused. Well, so is that why he he's escape? in, like, extra secret solitary confinement when we meet him? Because he, like, murdered his nurse? I guess so. Maybe. Like, does he not escape here? Or murdered this woman? I don't think so. Okay. So there we go. And what does he say after he, uh... Mm. There we go. Let me have it, baby. Give me that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that? What is that? Yikes. Zeiss. Yikes, that's the end. Of the uh, the music like swells and the, the As episode he ends. Kills this woman. Give me that good stuff. Ugh. Zeist. <laughs> no, you know it's not me. No. Yeah, this is great. I love it. <laughs> hey, do you want to play a game before I yeah. lose my shit? So for this game, we're gonna talk about a different 
pain eater. We're going to talk about the pain eater of Flavortown himself, Guy Fieri. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so I am going to read you some menu items at Guy Fieri's Las Vegas Kitchen and Bar. And you're going to have to tell me which is the real <laughs> This is good. menu item. <laughs> Has anyone been to a, any of you been to a Guy Fieri restaurant yet? No. no. Yet, as though we were playing. I would go. I mean, I'm very curious. I was kind of bummed I didn't get to go to the Times Square one, but, you know, whatever. He has a restaurant outside of Philly. Doesn't he have one in that casino? Really? Yeah. Didn't Guy's Place. It's something. I don't know. So tell me which one of these is the real Guy Fieri dish. Option A, Italian fondue dippers. Option B, the Italian deli salad. Option C, tatted up turkey burger. Option D, all of these, or option E, none of these. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. The tatted up turkey burger. Incorrect. Keith, yes, uh, Keith. I think it's, is it the, the, can you say the first one again? It's the, yep, the that's not the guy Italian one, right? It is. They're both guy Italian. There are oh, two, there there are two guy Italians. Oh, uh, option A is the guy Italian fondue dippers. Oh, okay. And the other one was the? Guy Italian deli salad. Oh, the dippers. Incorrect. It is D, all of these. <laughs> <laughs> guy Italian. That oh, is so bad. So that was a little cheat one because they both technically were real items That's, but uh whoa and then i just want to read the description of the tatted up turkey oh burger. i love this uh this is like my favorite game we've ever played on this show <laughs> I think you might be right. this burger is a work of art like guys tattoos what, <laughs> what? <laughs> smash grilled with poblanos and pepper jack topped with gouda ancho bacon sweet pepper red onion jam ltop lettuce tomato onion pickles Pickle, yeah donkey sauce and served on an awesome pretzel bun awesome pretzel mm. God. Mm. So no no points for that one, but Donkey good work. sauce. Round two. Is it A, trip dip chicken pokers? Option B, triple T fries. Option C, triple fried chicken fried steak. Option D, all of these are option E, none of these. Keith? Yes, Keith. Uh, is it the B? Yes, that it is. Ah! <laughs> That's what I was going to say. One point for Keith. Round three. Is it A, the fireball whiskey wings? B, Old Crow Battered Fish and Chips. C, Jaeger Slaw. D, all of these. <laughs> or E, none of these. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Uh, A. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Jaeger Were you going to guess that? Were you going to guess that? I was going to guess okay. that, yeah. <laughs> do you have descriptions for any more of these, or any of them good? I don't know if I do. Oh, it's okay. I mean, this is inspiring me to go online and <laughs> read his menu tonight and be upset that he's made millions upon millions of dollars. <laughs> yes. Round four. Is it? Chud Street Skewers. <laughs> <laughs> Chud Street. <laughs> B, Apple Baked Desert Pocket. Dessert Pocket, I'm sorry. Okay. Desert Pocket. <laughs> C, Shrimp Cheese Curl Biters. D, all of these, or E, none of these. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. D, all of these. Incorrect. Keith C? Incorrect. None of these. Those are all made up. Ah. Oh. See, I was convinced you wouldn't have would not have mispronounced something you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually mispronounced two of them. Because it's dessert pocket, and I meant shrimp cheese curl biters, not shrimp cheese curl biters. All right. Fair enough. So Fair enough. This is the I'd like final... to make I'd like to make some of these dishes, the made up ones. You should. All right. What would a Chud Street, street Skewer be? <laughs> That's the best one. It is good. Kyle, can you explain a Chud? <laughs> a Chud? Yeah. Uh, it's a really short, fat dick. <laughs> oh, am I confused about that? Or is that a Chode? That is a Chode. Oh, that's a Chode. It's a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. That's right. Mm. <laughs> this is the final round. So, so far, Keith has the only point. Right now, Kyle got a point, too. Yeah, so tied, it's tied. tied up. Is it A, S'mores Monte Cristo? B, Off the Hook Original Smash Burger? C, Brothers Badass Caesar Salad? D, all of these, or E, none of these? Kyle. Yes, Kyle. A. Incorrect. Fuck. Keith. All of these? Yes. yes. Fuck! Wow. Good you earned that one, Keith. Keith. I was going to guess A2. So. The Fieri Whisperer. Fieri! Oh. Congratulations, Keith. Yeah, smother me in donkey sauce. Ew. Already did. <laughs> All right. I actually hear he's a pretty good guy, though. I have heard the. Uh, I'm not going to say it on the podcast. Actually, oh, okay. I have stories. So. Oh, interesting. 
Not for the, this. I've not met him personally, but I know people who have. Okay. Yeah. Proven wrong. I mean, he may be a nice guy to nope. the people. Okay. Nope. Who'd you hear he's a nice guy from? Everyone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I read some article or something. No. Yeah. That was like, he's a nice guy? Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. That's that's why he makes nice guy sauce. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice guy, guy sauce. sauce. Why does nice guy sauce Chud always Street finish special. last? Shud <sighs> Street. All right. Well, guys, you know what time it is. I'm going to give you options because it's, uh, you know, grown increasingly unbearable. But it's time for the Melt Minute. Oh, All right. Don't take it away. So we have one, two, three, five, like eight tracks that are left on this. We're obviously not going to listen to this whole album because as evidence, you know, if they didn't put the good ones up in the front four... The rest of the album's not panning out. So uh, there's a, I don't know, I'm just reading the the titles here. Call it out if you want me to play it. I am in the back of your mind, and I and M is, it's just I and the letter M in the back of your mind. The next song is called Steps. The next one is called Smells Like Teen Suicide. That one. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> is that like t- Smells Like Teen Spirit? Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, it even sounds like it. What the fuck? The last song sounded like a Metallica thing. That's because it's like a song from Guitar Room, man. It does. That real fucking grungy, muddy guitar. Now. This sounds like a song they would play in a TV show that was making fun of Nirvana. Like a sound-alike. So Guys, I gotta see the pain eater because this is like <laughs> ruining my life. Take it away. Uh, we'll do one more. Uh, we got the, this side of truth. Fraticide? Have a fraticide. I mean, I like the name. Fraticide? <laughs> Real sounds bass, like bass forward in this one. It's been a long, long time. <laughs> long, long time. Folks fed and away. Such a long, dark time. Yeah. Oh. Did he just say Voldemort? If the guy from Creed had a mouthful of marbles. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a comedy bang bang character. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh. It's like John Daly's fucking uh, Anthony Kiedis impression, mm. which is great. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about this episode Pain Eater. Eamon, you won the catalog game. Oh, boy. Again. It's like you, a marathon. You've got a, yeah. you've got a hat trick going. You get that perk to talk about this shit show first. Ooh, DD perks. Yeah, this episode sucked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the same as the previous one, more or less. Literally. It is very much the same. Like a man trapped in a room, diligent. Well, it's not diligent himself, but it is in the flashbacks. Sure. I don't know. The multiple personality thing that's not really multiple personalities is weird what was the russian lady's name ashka why didn't ashka talk like dilijan they they call that out in the first episode because they couldn't cast another actor <laughs> but they were like oh the weird side effect they kind of sound she's like a lady yeah yeah right she's a lady it's bad <laughs> yeah this is not good it literally is the exact same episode mm-hmm. caspian i kind of like the caspian backstory i kind of like the idea that like he was good and then this dark quickening thing makes him evil. I, like I don't that. know. Like, I guess they made a decision at some point that Diligen is responsible for creating the Four Horsemen. Like, they made that decision somewhere along the line. Because they don't need it to explain Caspian. 
They already have an explanation for why Caspian is bad. Right. I don't know why they gave us a second one in that Diligen like botched his trepanation thing. But then that makes it just even that makes Diligen's entire revenge plot even dumber. Yeah. Because Diligen knows that he's a good guy. Yep. And is just choosing and in part because of his own actions. He is the way he is. And even overtly says it, like, the blood that you've spilled is on my hands. Right. But then he just still chooses to go down this insane revenge plot. Yeah. It's fucking dumb. And it just makes Diligent's character make even less sense than it made before. I'm shocked that, like, Silas and Caspian are both like, I am so sorry for the things that I did. Like, that wasn't me. They even apologize. Like, I don't know. And he's like, and you, you look like the man who did it. And he says, he says, which one stabbed his wife in the belly? Can we, can we get that consistent? Because he says Silas stabbed women in the bellies. And then he says the same thing to Caspian. He stabbed women who weren't his wife in the belly. Stabbed his wife wife in the belly. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's just repetitive. It's the same thing. At least like the pieces are coming together. Like the first episode makes more sense now. Yes, it does. But who cares? It's not like a story worth knowing, really. No. And I think probably of all the the actors, unfortunately, Mr. Caspian is the weakest. Well, I think it's like... His voice is weird and inconsistent. And he has odd accents sometimes. Yeah. Like, I wonder if English isn't his first language oh i don't know huh it's weird because like it's really consistent in melt yeah <laughs> even though mother earth love truth i mean, I mean carniel's an interesting aspect of the highlander mythos i, I was gonna I talk like that like the idea I, that, I, yeah. I, sorry go ahead no. I, I the carniel thing is actually my favorite thing about this weirdly like i mean it's kind of nice that it doesn't it, the carniel thing is not necessarily a crazy magical event like it's just I don't know. It's interesting, uh, and it like goes way back in history. I don't know. It's my favorite thing. Yeah, and I like the the way it kind of recontextualizes the game a little bit. It's like, oh, there was a time when immortals were open and conspicuous, right. and like they formed this army, and then it was beaten, and it never happens again. Like, yeah, it's this traumatic moment that forces them underground, and that's somewhat interesting. One actual thing I did kind of like about this is the the notion that he says like quickening energy cannot be like destroyed; it's only transferred. And, like, yeah. on a philosophical level, like, if someone like Carniel represents, like, evil, it's like, oh, there's always this, like, kind of proxy for, like, badness. Yeah. And you can never get rid of it. Like, it is always there. And there's always also then goodness on the other end. And that can't be destroyed either. And, like, these things are, like, locked in combat forever. Yeah. Like, I like that poetically. I think that's kind of neat. Yeah, that works. Yeah. But again, it's just more like weird, like jerking off over what the quickening is. Oh, what's the quickening? Can you manipulate it? Is there good quickenings? Or can Yeah, because like here we get like a good quickening that Diligen gets. Of course, it doesn't fucking stick apparently, but I don't know. It's weird. I don't know either. Caspian says this like, this is how I know what parts of the brain like have what quickening thing. So like they expect us to believe that like every immortal in the same spot, if you like poke this spot, like. This a good quickening will come out and a bad quickening will come out. Right. That's so fucking stupid. It yeah, also it's like makes dumb. it also makes the presumption that like all these characters have only killed like I don't know, it's just like such a black and white. Like there's good quickenings and there's bad quickenings. Like nobody in this world is like okay. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, and seemingly in this, no one's ever getting a quickening that just leaves them unfazed. <laughs> right. Even though we've seen Duncan do it a hundred times, like it just doesn't seem to matter. Hmm. Time to rate it. Hey, man, how many sophisticated diamond drill bits would you give this? Ooh, uh, one? One. I don't even know what else there is to say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You can yeah. just leave it at that. Kyle, I don't know how many, like, empty fucking husks of... Also, by the way... Ooh, fema- a fucking husk. No, uh, r- weird random thing. I'm glad we got a female character in this, uh, and she's an uh, empty husk of a character. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fuck <laughs> off. Come on. Yeah. At she did have those like, bagels for breakfast. Like, like and and like and when she's by the way, and when she's not a husk, she's like a mind control thing that uh, Caspian threatens to rape. Fuck off with all this shit. Anyway, yeah. yep. anyway, how many empty husks of a woman? <laughs> this I'd give this a single empty husk of a woman. The wow. same amount that are in this episode. <laughs> this is dumb. It's pointless. It's a repeat. Ugh. Keith. Yes. Keith or Sutherland. How many immortal armies would you give this? It can be only one. Also a one. My biggest problem with this is, more than anything, Diligen is a terrible villain in this. Like, Caspian is so sympathetic and a good person, and Diligen, in the face of that, 
like he thinks he's the good guy and i don't know if we're supposed to i don't know fuck it it's shit it's hard to talk about this it's so yeah bad. like diligent it would be very easy to have a sympathetic villain to these characters because they are evil right so having a sympathetic villain should be so easy but they f- fucking blow it somehow <laughs> yeah like that's, somehow, that's that, what i thought they were gonna do like a villain that's like really a good guy trying to kill these guys and they don't do that. Oh, I do want to say something else before we kind of wrap up here is it's fine to have your villains have some sort of sympathetic backstory, right? And mm. but then they of course do evil things because they have chosen to do those evil things and must have there must be repercussions for the bad things you do, right? Mm-hmm. For some justice to be served, right? But we find out that like these bad things they've done are not their fault. Like, they are not, like, even in control, it would seem. Like, Caspian is not even in control. <laughs> and yeah, He is Duncan McLeod dark quickened, basically. Yeah, exactly. And then similar with Silas, that, like, he has had his brain operated on, and when that thing was removed, he is a kind man again. Yeah, like, all of a sudden, it's tra- their deaths are tragic. Exactly. Like, so then when, like, then when we view those episodes and when Duncan takes their heads, like, it's like, oh, like, it's not a heroic moment. Like, it's like he's killed two people that i mean well in the in that moment they're doing terrible things but like and he obviously doesn't know and he doesn't know but like it's 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 much more tragic it doesn't feel like yeah duncan you you saved the day like i mean you kind of did but like how bittersweet now is all of that because of this yeah Uh, not good and again caspian's a goddamn hero it sounds like caspian is more noble than our duncan mcleod here like i don't know yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. Very strange. Very strange. So anyway, on that. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange. Mm. Benedict Cumberbatch. That's right. So make what, sure what our... What? T- the, what? <laughs> he said strange. Oh, okay. So there we go. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> great. Um, well, you know what's not a thumbs down? Our great Facebook page where you can come check out our stuff. You can find a link to go get our magnets or go on Etsy. Or while you're on the Facebook and pushing that thumbs up like button on things, you can go over to the Highlander Discuss group to uh, talk about this. Do you have counter thoughts on Melt? Melt. Let us know. Oh, melt some cheese over some lettuce. Ooh, delicious. Delicious cheese and lettuce. (laughs) Melt some cheese over some lettuce. (laughs) Why did you say that? Well, Kyle were you said going somewhere? Uh, we were talking about melt. <laughs> I got it. Beautiful. But I think in my head I went to taco, and but those are only two components of a. In my a head, taco. I went to taco. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. All right, uh, join us next week for the uh, last episode of the Big Finish series, The Promise. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Amen. Bye. 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 That explains why he kept doing that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right.